Which are the can't-miss games coming this fall? Well, we preview those mouth-watering matchups with my next guest right here. It's time for the College Football Legends Podcast. The players. We're going to hit somebody, and we're taking down the field for a touchdown. I guarantee you that. The coaches. No man is more important than the team. No coach is more important than the team. The plays. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. And so much more. College football legends. Heroes come and go, but legends live forever. Believe in college football legends on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Chris Smith. Give me a follow on Twitter at the Sports Jesus. That's at the Sports Jesus. The NBA and NHL playoffs are upon us, so you need to head to Bet Online. Look, it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, so it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. The 2021 college football season is loaded with blockbuster matchups. The best part? We won't have to wait long in the fall to see the top-ranked teams slug it out. With so many heavyweight bouts, it will make or break programs right out of the gate. And there's no one better to break down the top 13 games you cannot miss than my special guest on the show, Zach Barnett, national college football writer for Football Scoop. Check out his great articles at footballscoop.com and on Twitter at Zach underscore Barnett. Thanks for joining me, Zach. Hey, thank you for having me. All right. You have so many great articles out there. What is your inspiration for stories? Um, you know, a, a little bit is, you know, ripping on what I see, what we hear, what we're talking to. Uh, and then a, a whole lot of it is just being an enormous nerd for college football. And really, my <laughs> favorite stories are, are the ones where I can uh, look ahead. To, to what's coming or, or look in the, in the past and, and use that to uh, kind of explain what's something that's happening right now. Well, I'm a college football nerd too, so we're in good company. And one article in particular caught my attention. It was the 13 non-conference games to look forward to in 2021. And look, it's never too early to look at the fall schedule. And what's amazing is many of your top 13 games will happen early on in the season. Let's point out, though, the rankings are based on Stuart Mandel's preseason top 25. Let's start with the blockbuster games at the top. At number five, we have number 11, Iowa, at a seventh-ranked Iowa State on September 11th for the Cyhawk Trophy. How special will this in-state rival game be? Yeah, I think uh, on a personal level, this might be uh, my most anticipated game, simply because of what it's going to mean to everyone involved. I think uh, you know, if COVID gets to where we all want it to be, uh, I, I think you could possibly see more people in Ames for this game than any have ever been, just given uh, what we've all been through and then the, the stakes of this particular matchup. Um, you know, as I write, Matt Campbell has, has done a lot of things that have never been done before at Iowa State, but he's never beaten Iowa. And so, I mean, in, in Iowa State, I mean, they bring back uh, I think more super seniors than just about anybody. So, you know, I, in general, I think the 2021 college football season is going to be a special one given that there's going to be more returning experience uh, across the board than any season in recent memory. And the fact that last season 
was so weird with with basically no non-conference games and, and really no phase of the season. So the fact that we can hopefully hopefully get a normal season with packed stadiums, I think will will embrace it all the more. And I think I think this Iowa Iowa State game is kind of the has a chance to be kind of the epitome of all those storylines rolled into a single game. Yeah, the Cyclones are looking good, and they met sixty-seven times, and Iowa leads that series. 45 to 22. And number four, we have an early October surprise as number eight Cincinnati heads to South Bend to take on 10th ranked Notre Dame. This game must have some Irish faithful worried, right? Yeah. I mean, I think this game is, is, is the reason I put it on the list is it's, it's obviously a big game for Notre Dame, but I think it's more about Cincinnati. And, uh, you know, the, the, the reason they were left out, never really given a serious shot last year, was because of their schedule. And obviously, thanks to COVID, uh, once again, they, they didn't really get a, a real non-conference season. So to hopefully play a top 10 Notre Dame team on their turf, the Notre Dame is still arguably the biggest brand in the sport. So to, so to go there and beat you know, the, the Golden Domers on, you know, right in front of touchdown Jesus, there's no way anyone can ignore that. So... Uh, you know, unfortunately for them, Notre Dame's not going to turn around and, and possibly win an ACC championship. They're going back to their independent schedule. But, I mean, that would be the ultimate statement game for a, a group of five teams to win at Notre Dame Stadium. Yeah, Desmond Ritter comes back for the Bearcats. And the College Football Playoff Committee, like you said, won't be able to snub the Bearcats if they keep scheduling and winning big games like this. And clocking in at number three, a neutral site game to be played in Atlanta. Early September has the defending champs Crimson Tide taking on 20th ranked Miami. Yeah, so you'll you'll get Bryce Young, uh, we presume to be his first game as Alabama starting quarterback, uh, first game with Bill O'Brien as the offensive coordinator. Uh, but I mean, Alabama kind of popularized they, they revived the concept of these neutral site opening, uh, neutral site kickoff games after the concept kind of went away for a little while. And uh, yeah, as I know, they're ten and zero in these games, and they've never really been challenged. They're, uh, Nick Saban always has his teams ready, and I, I, I fully expect them to roll uh, Miami in this game. But it's so it's notable in the fact that we get our first look at the defending champions. But it's also notable because this is really the last one of these games that Alabama is going to play. The, the concept is going to live on. Uh, we, we, you know, annual games in Atlanta. Sometimes Atlanta has two or three games in the opening weekend. You know, Dallas has a game every year. It seems like Houston, Orlando get in on the fact. Uh, Charlotte has a game, but Alabama is moving on to to playing traditional neutral site games against you know the Big Twelve and, and the ACC and, and the and the Big Ten. So. Uh, they're they're kind of graduating, so this will be the the last time we get to see Alabama in one of these games. Well, it's going to be a good one, and it's a great idea that Derek King came back for the Hurricanes for that extra year, if not for just this game alone. And we're speaking with Zach Barnett, National College Football Writer for Football Scoop. Check out his articles at footballscoop.com. And ringing in at number two, another September 11th must-see with the 12th-ranked Oregon Ducks heading to the Horseshoe to throw down with number six, Ohio State. Is this where the Pac-12 can make a statement? Yeah, I mean, I think you can make an argument that it's going to be uh, really difficult, if not impossible, for anyone in the conference to make the playoff if Oregon doesn't win this game. 
exactly. uh, given the fact that I mean the the conference's reputation is so down right now that uh, obviously if Oregon wins, then uh, they'll be the favorite from the conference. But if they don't win, then whoever uh, comes out of the North or the South will presumably have a win over Oregon that they can just transfer that, that scarlet and gray feather over from Oregon's cap to their own cap. Uh, just, uh, it, it's an enormous game for the conference. And, you know, it, it's along with uh, Wisconsin, uh, Michigan-Washington, it's a return trip for a game that never happened. We were supposed to get one of those you know, special non-conference games last year with Ohio State set to, to visit Eugene. Uh, where, where we were going to see, um, you know, maybe the best Oregon team in a long time, uh, host Ohio State. Obviously, that didn't happen. But Oregon gets, gets Ohio State, uh, breaking in what this will be, what, their second game under a new starting quarterback. So the, the Ducks have a fighting chance in this one. Yeah, the two time defending Pac 12 champs visit the four time defending Big Ten champs. It's going to be a good one in the Pac 12. Really needs this game. And your number one, a non-conference game of 2021, is a heavyweight bout. Number four, Georgia, and number three, Clemson in Charlotte. The game will be on September 4th. And won't this set the tone for the entire season for these two programs? Yeah, I think uh, this game is kind of the best of both worlds in that uh, these programs have a history together. They they used to play anyway. They, they, they still get together every now and then. And... Uh, it's just undeniably a massive game. Whoever loses is, is by no means eliminated, uh, but whoever wins, obviously, uh, will have a right to be the, the number one team in the country and uh, has the ultimate mulligan if they if they do drop a game. And then uh, that's not to say that there's no stakes at all because uh, no team has ever lost twice and made the playoffs. So if you're Georgia and, and you lose to Clemson, you're you're thinking, oh my gosh, we got to go undefeated. Uh, from here on out, and Clemson, I would I say if they lose this game, they certainly need to go undefeated from that point forward because the ACC, their schedule, schedule is just not going to be as strong. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I just wish the season would start right now. This is the College Football Legends Podcast. I'm Chris Smith, and we're speaking with Zach Barnett, National College Football Writer for Football Scoop. Check out his articles at footballscoop.com. And there's some marquee matchups outside that top five. And not only does Notre Dame uh, clock in at number four with the best, they have two more incredible matchups. The Irish head to Tallahassee to battle Florida State. And in late September, 13th-ranked Wisconsin and Notre Dame clash at Soldier Field. Which ones are the fans most looking forward to? I mean, I think it's got to be that Wisconsin game. Uh, I mean, if you're Notre Dame, you, know, you get regular games with with Michigan, Michigan State, uh, Purdue, but because they, you play those teams so often, and you have that scheduling agreement with the ACC, you really don't get too many games against the the other Big Ten heavyweights. So to to get Wisconsin, obviously, uh, we we lost the game at at, at Lambeau that was supposed to happen last year, but to to uh, see this neutral site game at, at Soldier Field in Chicago, I think will be a really special game. I think it'll be a really special atmosphere. Yeah, definitely. You were talking about the Irish and the ACC. And since they have three games in your top 13, is it a mistake not to stay in the ACC and have a shot at the conference championship every year? Uh, no, I, I think Notre Dame's going to be fine. Uh, the ACC certainly takes care of them. But independent serves Notre Dame well. I think it, it, it's as much uh, a university thing, as much a, a core to the, to the university's identity 
as the golden helmet and touchdown Jesus and everything else. So uh, I, I think you know, part of me would love to see Notre Dame in the ACC. I love, I absolutely love the novelty of it last year. It was one of the few good things about 2020 college football. But um, I, I think Notre Dame is going to stay independent, and it, 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 it's as frustrating as it is for some other people. It makes the most sense for them. Yeah, it was a good story last year, though. And your uh, top 13 non-conference games that we didn't mention, there are a lot of ranked versus non-ranked teams. Which ones do you think will have the biggest potential for upsets? Um, uh, uh, Texas, Arkansas, I think. Uh, as I, as I oh, your alma mater. Are you a little worried about that game? Well, as I wrote the piece, so the last time Texas went to, to Arkansas, they've only been once since the Southwest Conference broke up. And you, you saw a pretty average Arkansas team. They, they, they finished five and six that year. Uh, nearly beat the, the eventual Rose Bowl champion Texas team. It was 22-20 with Vince Young, Cedric Benson, and that whole crew. So, I mean, Arkansas, obviously, uh, not to say that they don't care about LSU, Alabama, and all that stuff, but uh, certainly for the old guard, they're, they're going to get up for this game unlike any other uh, on their schedule. And so uh, with Texas breaking in, uh, new, you know, new schemes on both sides of the ball, uh, Arkansas bringing back uh, its staff for the second year, that's one that I, I would definitely circle. And then, and then the other one I think that that's going to be interesting is LSU and UCLA. Uh, LSU hardly ever goes west. Um, UCLA, I think, uh, you know, they, they finally showed signs of life under Chip Kelly last year, so this will be a great opportunity for them to prove that they're for real uh, against the LSU team that, that's going to be breaking in uh, new schemes on both sides of the ball as well. Yeah, after seeing LSU last year, they're going to really need to start out quick to uh, calm the fans' worries down. And we mentioned Cincinnati in the top five games. Does a G5 program have a shot at the college football playoff? Uh, if it's going to be anyone, it's going to be Cincinnati. I think with, with the system that is it, the way it's set up for, for these group of five teams, it's really a two-year process. Um, like, like you saw Boise State in 2009 when uh beat TCU in the Fiesta Bowl, and, and they were right on the cusp. I think they were number three in 2010. You know, TCU was right there in 2010. Uh, going into they they won the Rose Bowl that year. Uh, obviously, that that uh, Boise State team had uh, had Kellen Moore and then lost in their final game on some missed field goals to Colin Kaepernick and uh, and Nevada. But that if we had a playoff in 2010, I think TCU would have been in it. Boise State would have had a shot uh, to be in it. But both of those teams were working on two years of undefeated seasons. Uh, Houston uh, is another one. 2015 in uh, or excuse me, 2016. Tom Herman's first year, they, they went uh, nearly undefeated and, and beat Florida State in the in the Peach Bowl. And then they're coming back next year, they beat Baker Mayfield in Oklahoma in uh, their opener. They beat Lamar Jackson in Louisville, and then they kind of fell apart from there on. But it's really a two-year process for them. And so given the respect that, that Cincinnati gained this past year, it's obviously going to help them. Uh, uh, they're going to have to beat Notre Dame. There's no doubt about that. And then they're still going to need a lot of help along the way. But beyond that, absolutely no one has any sort of chance at all. Yeah, they like you said, they need consistency. It can't be a one-year wonder thing. It's got to be multiple years, I believe, for the G5 to get a shot at that college football playoff. And we're speaking with Zach Barnett, national college football writer for Football Scoop. And if you want to know the rest of the top 13, 
You're just going to have to read the article. Go to footballscoop.com. Trust me, it will have you salivating for the season to begin. All right, it's time to go. Y'all ready for this? Three and out. It's time to go three and out with Zach Barnett. Three lighter questions to close out the interview. First off, if you could go to just one of the games in your top 13, what's the matchup you most want to see? I think if I go to one, it'd be Iowa State. Uh, just, that's going to mean the most to the, to the players and the, the people involved. So if I could go to one and, and soak up some of that and uh, put it in a bottle and, and sniff it on days in the winter when I'm feeling down, that's going to be the one. <laughs> it is a great atmosphere uh, when those two uh, meet, that's for sure. And number two, you worked at the National Football Foundation. What was your best memory from your time there? It was definitely going the the awards dinner every December in New York at the Waldorf Astoria. Uh, it was a great time. I mean, anybody who's anybody in college football was there. Uh, we we got the, the new class of the Hall of Fame. Uh, we we give out the gold medal. We honor the the national stellar athletes. So. Um, I definitely feel fortunate being able to do that. Um, the, I, I had a chance to have an audience with uh, Bill Cosby, who was the gold medal winner my first year, obviously. Uh, a bit more to me at the time then than it does now. Yeah. But uh, definitely a uh, it, for someone who uh, prides himself, if you're a nerd, if you, if you have the ability to hey, say, hey, there's Jim Delaney in his uh, running shorts walking through the Waldorf Astoria <laughs> lobby. If that type of thing means anything to you, then it, it's paradise. Yeah, it sounds like a great event. I had the opportunity to, to interview the CEO, Steve Hatchell, and he, wow, that event sounds absolutely amazing. And finally, I'm a foodie. I can't leave out your alma mater. What is the best spot to grab some grub after a Texas Longhorns game? My favorite dog, Hutz Burgers. It's uh, down there on Fifth Street, a little bit off campus, but um, uh, who doesn't love a great cheeseburger? So the, the great options there. So if, if you're in Austin... Uh, and you have time for one meal, that would be my recommendation. Nice. You can't go wrong with the big burger. We've been speaking with Zach Barnett, National College Football Writer for Football Scoop. Check out his articles at footballscoop.com and on Twitter at Zach underscore Barnett. Thanks for joining me, Zach. Thanks for having me. And, of course, Believe in College Football Legends is presented by Bet Online. Thanks for listening to the Believe in College Football Legends podcast. Make sure to check out all the prior episodes with Heisman winners, legendary coaches, and sports personalities reliving the greatest plays. You can tweet your questions at the Sports Jesus and join us next week because it will be legendary.